There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Matt. And I'm Bowen. And we want to introduce you to the new cantina menu at Taco Bell. Ooh! It's an all-new chicken menu with fresh new ingredients. Great as a lunchtime option. Taste for yourself. The slow-roasted chicken, mm. pico de gallo, oh. purple cabbage, Yummy. and new avocado verde salsa sauce. Okay! With new menu options like cantina chicken tacos, burrito, and quesadilla, there's something for everyone. With this new cantina chicken menu, the possibilities are endless. Try the new cantina Tina chicken menu at Taco Bell. Do you want to boost the economy like Taylor Swift? Do you want to run a business empire like Rihanna? Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Intuit helps you take control of your finances through products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. Literally, hello to everyone out there listening. It's me, Matt Rogers of this very podcast, Los Culturistas. And before we get into this episode, I just wanted to hop on here and tell you guys all about something I'm extremely excited about, which is the premiere of my show, Game Show, on Quibi on April 6th. So if you haven't heard me talk about Game Show before, it's a show that I created with not just friend of the pod, not even just family of the pod, sister of the pod, Dave Mazzoni, where we take two straight contestants, two straight male contestants, and put them head to head to see which one of them will emerge victorious as honorarily gay as fuck and reign as queen of the straights. So we take two straight dudes, we put them through our challenges, which are, you know, pop culture trivia challenges, emotional challenges, physical challenges and one emerges victorious so yes um this is two straight people competing to be called gay as fuck and that's one reason why 2020 is not so bad so if that doesn't entice you enough i did just want to share some of the guest stars that we're going to be having on the show each straight contestant gets assigned a life partner either a wise queer or a woman who gets it to help them on their journey to win the title of honorarily gay as fuck and they are as follows Nicole Byer, Joel Kim Booster, Brendan Scannell, Patty Harrison, Trixie Mattel, Lisa Traeger, Ilana Glazer, Guy Branham, Tawny Newsome, Bob the Drag Queen, Sydney Washington, Rachel Bloom, Robin Feedy, John Lovett, Darcy Carden, and of course, you know, we had to book the one and only Bowen Yang for the gig that is Game Show on Quibi. April 6th is the launch, new episodes every day over the first two weeks. Super, super excited. We've seen all the episodes and we're really thrilled for you guys to watch them. 
And also, it's a 90-day free trial if you signed up at the very beginning. So pre-order now, utilize that 90-day free trial, and um, enjoy everything Quibi has to offer. I'm really, really excited about it. And I'm also really excited for you guys to enjoy this episode of Las Culturistas. Here we go. Look, man. There. Oh, I see. My eye. Oh, my. Bowen, look over there. Wow, is that Ooh. culture? Oh, yes. Oh, goodness. Oh, wow. Yeah. Las Culturistas. Ding dong, Las Culturistas calling. I'm itchy, itchy. Why itchy? I've told you this, right? Oh, yeah. What's with your body? I think it's stress hives or something, but I need to go see a doctor when I go back to New York. But the thing is, I'm uninsured. What? So that's Wait, fun. stop. Wait. Yeah. How could you be uninsured? Because I was kicked off SAG insurance because I just didn't sign up in time for this next year. Because for a second there, they booted me off because they were like, you didn't qualify uh, for this uh, period. And then, and then I started making enough money for them to be like, just kidding. You can do it. But like they... A lot of mix-ups with the mailing address of it all, and then... It's too complicated. It's too complicated. And the WGA, I guess I haven't paid my dues, and I don't have WGA insurance. So I just don't have any insurance right wow, now. Wow, you need it. I, you I, mean, absolutely... I mean, plain and simple, and I'm not going to argue with you about it. No, you need no, to be and insured. I'm not going to push back either, but... Um, don't push back. It's weird, and I will pay out of pocket for... That Bowen, that's cuckoo crazy. I know, I know. You're in two unions. I'm in two unions, but they make it they make it hard on purpose for you to like pay on time. I'll say this. Anything, if I get any email that says insurance on it or like anything yeah, open, like, unless, like official for life, like a bill or something, I'm like, okay, now I have to remember that this is a thing about being an adult and I being know, a 30-year-old man. It's just like you gotta actually do things like sure, this. I know. And it's difficult. I am still sort But I don't of... want you to be itching. I know. I don't know what it is. Yeah, have, you, have you slept with anyone weird? I truly have not had sex of any kind in the last several months. Well, that's something that has, you have. You have to sign up for two things: health insurance and, and sexual sex. intercourse. We have to make sure. I think the WGA and this, and definitely SAG can get you some sex. Mm, I don't know. You know. I, I I don't get invited to the events. What are you talking about? I'm literally going to... No, we're not doing We're this. doing the way. What were we going to say? I'm saying I, I often get invited to events because of you. That's not... But not SAG events. I'm talking... You don't get invited. What? You, you wouldn't like to go to a SAG screening, accidentally brush your elbow a little too hard next to someone you're seeing, I don't know, a screening with, and then say, oops, sorry for that. And they say, actually, it wasn't a big deal at all. <laughs> Hi, I'm Michael. And then you shake their hand and have sex with them. Yes. Can I tell you, God, that's all I want. I just want the sparks to fly. I have not felt that. You so haven't felt sexual attraction with another human male? I felt male? sexual attraction, but truly, it all, it, 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 nothing were like star showers happening. You know? You know what I'm talking about? A Taylor Swift song did not Stop play in your heart. everything now. Meet me in the pouring rain. Kiss me on the sidewalk. Take away the pain. Pause for one second. Can we canonically make it so that it's not sidewalk, but it's sidewalk? Like, I, I want to add more melisma into, into Taylor. Yes. So let's do sidewalk. Take away the pain. And then just for to, to change one other song, instead of um, wildest dreams are What do you want it to be? I want it to be wildest, wildest dreams no. That's but that, that melisma is fucking up the tempo and why don't you want to change it because you know she can't execute it now 
uh, what I liked about the Ryan Adams cover album, and of course he is canceled. Okay. Uh, well, edit that. Out. Of course, Ryan Adams is. We we don't. Yes, talk about we can him. say it on the pod. Ryan Adams was fucked up to Mandy Moore, and it's actually rule of culture number th- three. You don't, don't be, be fucked, fucked up, up to Mandy, Mandy Moore. Moore. Um, you actually don't. But but in Ryan Ryan Adams' cover of Wildest Dreams, he goes, "Love it." Well, the streets. It actually is he bad. can actually lay on a train track for that one. <laughs> <laughs> gonna, gonna have to ask him to lay on a train, train track, track for that, that one. one. Now, here, here's someone who I would never, ever, ever want to lay on a train track. No, and in fact, if he laid on a train track, I, I would just, I would, I would do this. I would scream, Jimmy, 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 Jimmy no. no! I would say, and I would call the police. And I would that, call the police. First of, well, the first thing you do if you see someone laying on the train track is call, call the, the police. police. Save you your t- screams. And you, before you even say anything, you go, I'm at this address and this address so they can dispatch immediately. Hi. Let's do it. 911, what's your emergency? Hi, my name is Matt Rogers. And no, I'm, see, I, no, don't even tell them your name. You got to tell them the okay, address. Okay, can we try again yes, one more time? Okay. 911, what's your emergency? I'm at the train tracks and I'm, I'm, my name is Matt Rogers. Should I not tell them my name? Should I? What? What? what at what point do I tell them my name? Because they're going to ask when they get as there. As soon as you're done saying, I'm at this train track, you've got to okay. be specific with the train track you're at. One more time. Okay. 911, what's your emergency? Hi, I'm at the Los Angeles train tracks. My name is Matt Rogers and I'm seeing a friend of mine laying on the tracks. We're sending someone over right away. Oh my God. Okay, thank you so much. You're welcome. And I, well, I should just wait here? Yes. Okay. And see, the beautiful thing about that is you were Los Angeles train track. I'm there. I'm there. I, I know where I know where you are. Yeah, we all know that. We can see it in our minds. Yes, um, we see things. Anyway, if you were laying on train tracks, I would be very upset, and I would of course call the police. And post haste, post haste, post haste. Now, um, I need but to, not post taste, not post taste. So he, I think, I see him as a true genius. Um, white people doing improv is iconic culture. Iconic culture. He we plays every single character in yeah. an improv class. It's the funniest thing I've seen in the Do world. Do you want to know what's something I respect more than like anything Mal- yeah. Malala has done? Is that Jimmy Fowley put up the Emma Stone Lala so Land long Boulder play. City. So long Boulder City. Genius. I actually respect that more than anything Malala has done. I would agree. I think that if you were to compare the two, and we are. And we are. I would... You know, I would be like, well, I, I pick, I pick so long Boulder City I live. Pick so long Boulder City live. What a genius idea! That's like, I mean, a weird thing to say, but you know, like when you see like Joe Firestone or something, like come up with a brilliant show concept, you're like, yeah. God, I, I, you know, not, not even it's not even I, uh, and I wish I had thought of that situation. Yeah. It's like a wow. I don't. I respect that idea so much that yeah. I don't want to insert myself in that. It was it's, one of those things where I was like, yeah, someone should do that. Perfect, and then someone was. So it's so our guest wrote the entire one woman show that Emma Stone performs in La La Land that you don't see. Iconic, iconic, and also this is amongst other. Um, I would say, I would say the word hilarious. Hilarious. I would actually use the word hilarious, which is two things: not something you can say about everyone. No, and spelt like this: H E L A R E O S. Disgusting. And he's hilarious. He's hilarious. And actually. What you must do mm-hmm. is look at his YouTube videos, go to the Instagram. Oh, the Instagram and is chock full you of have to. You have to, this is going to be hard for some people out there, some readers, but you have to seek out talent. You have to actually have to seek out talent. You have to seek out talent. He's a Groundlings vet. Vet. He, um, oh, his web series, Go Go Boy, Interrupted. I mean, iconic culture. Iconic also, culture. he had a very small part in the comeback. 
Small part in the comeback, big part in the other two. Huge Cameron part in the other two. And stay tuned for season two. Ooh, stay tuned. Stay fucking tuned. And, and yeah, um, that's a spoiler. And that's a spoiler. And he um, has recently, I mean, the guy works hard because he just oh. finished writing this project that he's going to yeah. tell us more about. We're very curious. We're going to get the scoop. We're going to get the scoop. He just finished writing and he was just shooting it today before he came here. Yeah. The project is called Windshield. Yes, a short film. A short film, Windshield. Upcoming. S- upcoming, but truly he like came in with a purpose to tell us about this. Yeah, and actually, can I tell you something? Yes. I had lunch with our guest yes. probably about six to eight months ago, uh-huh. somewhere within that window period. It might have been ago. might have been seven months. Okay. That's why I say between six and eight. Healthy um and distance. yeah. It's been I, I I said let's wait before we meet again. Yeah. Um let's wait. Let's wait. Love this, but we gotta wait. Um and we actually connected during the lunch. And I felt like I, I, I left the lunch and I was like, wow, a soul, connection. a soul connection. We get each other. We see each other. I know he felt the same. He's smiling. He's smiling. You know what? I say we bring him in. Okay. So everyone, please welcome into your ears, Jimmy Fowley! Hey guys, how wow. are you? Hi. <laughs> Imagine that was what you bring. We cast energy. such a huge <laughs> intro and hey, I'm like, hey. <laughs> I think it's stupid. <laughs> Hi. You. That was so nice. That was, thank well, you that's how we here. feel. Of we're so happy you're here. You guys here. are hilarious. That's well, we, we feel the same way about you, and it's great to be able to sit here, and I'll say it as three gay men, mm. who are supporting each other, yeah. mm-hmm. and not getting in each other's way, and not closing the door. Yeah. It's so often in this business, you see the gay man just sh- shutting doors in your, each other's faces. Yeah. Um, and... Sorry, <laughs> it's a rough start. It's no, rocky it was start. that was not rocky at all. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I feel like um, it's. I don't feel super competitive with gay guys, but also when I kind of came up through Groundlings, Drew Drogi, like yeah. you guys know, the Drew, icon. Yeah, he was so supportive, and other gay guys like above me, older than me, yeah. were like um, just so nice. And I yeah. felt, I don't know, have you guys felt gay guys kind of? The same way we or? literally talk all the time about how we had a very good relationships with people. Like I think it all came at the right time because I would imagine like over the years, like when there's only been so many spots for like gay guys to yes. be doing things. Yeah, the people, token gay person. The token gay person. And so it, it's it's a weird energy, but we can say like we have we're such close friends with like other gay comedians. Yeah. Like that's like who's in our like group thread. That's like who we but truly, all it takes with. is it takes one friendly gay person, yeah, truly to be like, hey, yeah, hey, you mm-hmm. know, that's it. Um, and Drew absolutely oh. is like the shining example of he's that. He's so great. He's so hysterical. He's undeniably so funny. funny. Yeah, super nice. Um, side note, Matt, I feel like it's important you say what we did when we hung out. We saw. Aladdin. Oh my Aladdin. god! Oh. I Wait, cannot I, believe I kept calling that... it a lunch, but because I because it was uh, Aladdin and then we went to Tender Greens. Yeah, it was Aladdin <laughs> and then Tender Greens. It was literally this, and this actually, as you know, that someone is is like you're already gonna get along with someone. I already felt the vibe I was gonna get along because you would never like the first time you're hanging out socially as friends be like, let's sit for a two two hour movie. No, I mean, we yeah. didn't really know each other, but I was yeah, like, we we're didn't. seeing Aladdin, mm-hmm. and then maybe afterwards we'll get lunch, and then we did. Yeah, and I I always remember the lunch. But fucking, you bet your ass we saw Aladdin. And remember that Abu? And it it was haunting. It was like so disturbing. He was like every 
sober gay guy in yeah, AA that I've yeah. ever met just like cracked out of his mind. Yes. The whole movie is haunting and that Jasmine song that they I added just got in. chills thinking about the song. I literally shuddered into the mic thinking about what? this song. How does it go again? I will not remain speechless. I mean, here's the thing. We love I will not go I will not go it speechless. Was, no one knows the melody of the song actually. <laughs> if you asked anyone, they they don't know it. But but the fact of the matter is we love Pasek and Paul. We la- I was going to say that's we Pasek love Pasek and Paul. We love Pasek but Paul. this this song was just not the moment. The song, I would say that they, they would agree. Well, it's, it's it's an anomaly. Why did they feel like they needed it? <laughs> I don't know. I, and and part of me is just like, part of me is just like, I hope what happened is that actress demanded it. She was like, I <laughs> need a huge it. ballad, which you respect. Well, we have to respect. That. Yeah, but literally, it was about. The song was about Jasmine saying that no, she would not remain speechless, and she would finally speak up. She which would is want like, to be the culturally, no, <laughs> you're you're not able to. Yeah. Like, so I'm sure that, it was that, a network note that was like, we want a feminist win we song. Want, we want we want her to be actually a hashtag girl boss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that that was one of the logic pieces that you found that you were like, this rubs me the wrong way. That she has this <laughs> she, what yeah, characteristic. That, that that meanwhile, like, Abu is there's like a truly, flying carpet. Is, yeah, yeah, there's a flying carpet. Jeannie, Will Smith. Oh, that was a whole other moment. I don't know. I don't know why I'm bringing this energy into no, the room. No, I love no, this no, energy. No, no. This you actually know so is funny critical is, culture. I, I have to point out that there, it was that it was a big headline when the the lead actor who played Aladdin like <laughs> said in an interview was like, I haven't gotten a single audition. And it's like, okay, sob story, great. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard for all of us. It's hard for brown actors. But then literally they just announced they're making a sequel to that live action a lot and he's going to make like another, he's going to make his millions again. It's like, wow. it's, it's you're good. Yeah, but you know, are you talking, are they making like an Aladdin 2 or are they doing the other thing? I, do you know what what's you, the other thing? Do you remember when we saw the movie and there was like the white prince played by Billy <gasps> yes. Magnuson who was like goofy and silly? Before they announced the sequel, oh, they yes. announced they were doing a spinoff spin-off oh. with his character. Literally, okay. there's now going to be a whole movie that's just that white, blonde, dumb prince. I think it's something different. I think this is a direct sequel, Aladdin 2, same cast, I believe. Culturistas, readers, um, let me know if it's not true, but, but I, I mean, think that's what it is. We, Jimmy Valley and I saw it, and he was not the breakout character. Yeah. And that's okay. And there wasn't a breakout character. <laughs> Nazim Pedrad was the breakout character. Yeah, Nazim she was. Nazim was good. Oh, uh, she was so funny. Yeah. Nazim yeah. was great. Nazim, Nazim was, great. was great. She was, well, I guess I don't want to give a spoiler. Oh, but spoil it. She I'll spoil it. She fucks the genie. She fucks the genie. Thank you. Someone had Finally. to. Finally. Someone had that, to. I, I was missing that from the cartoon. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually was like, the, I, I think in my my note for the cartoon is the genie isn't sexual Do you guys enough. remember that like urban legend? Wait, how old are you guys? I'm third. We're 29. 29, 29 30. 30. Okay, I'll I'm, be 30 by the time this comes out. Okay. Because w- w- around that time when it came out, there was this urban legend yep. that if they would that sex was written in the clouds or yes. they said, take off your clothes. Yep. Oh, do you remember that? Um, in Lion King, it's when Simba like collapses into the leaves, the leaves blow in the wind. It says sex. sex in the air. Oh, okay. Yeah. But for Aladdin, it was genie saying, take off your clothes. Okay. Yes. That's right. what it was. And then the, the urban legend is Robin Williams just like kind of like threw, threw that in there off script. Yes. And then they kept it. The animators kept it. And there's an, in the, in the very original, in the very first original artwork for a little the mermaid, mermaid there's, a, there's a dick in the, um, in the palace of in, Atlantica. In the gold palace. They're so sick over at Disney. <laughs> yeah. They're actually, they're disgusting. <laughs> it's actually, every, in order to even get a job, you actually have to pass a pervert test. 
Yeah. Oh my you god. Think, you think they're testing, and they're and you're like, oh, like I hope, like it's like all pervert stuff, and you're like, no, but they only hire the people that pass. The pass. And can I can I tell you something? So this is not a brag, but I was a recurring character on a Disney show called <gasps> Bizarre Vark. Wait, maybe what? you've heard of it. Were you opposite Jennifer Coolidge? No, this is I something think, else. No, that 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 was something else. That was two broke girls. Oh, um, right, right, right. Um, but I do love that other work that I've done is coming up naturally as we yeah, talk. Yes. Um, <laughs> but um, no, I played this character Angelo, who was the assistant. Everyone thought I was an extra. I had no lines, <laughs> and it was supposed to be this big like physical comedy bit leading up to this all these you know character arcs. And I was in like three or four episodes, and they kept. I was in a, I was an assistant. To a twelve-year-old girl. <laughs> this is live. It, it was it's live. Okay, okay. With a laugh track, there wasn't even. Yeah, there yeah. wasn't even people in the audience, so <laughs> it's truly dead silent. We're doing the comedy. It's got. It's really unfunny. I'm sorry if any of the writers are listening to yeah. this. I'm sorry, but you know, it's a kid show. Yeah, I yeah. mean, look, it's like broad ass, yeah. like. Uh, my chicken smells like steak. Yeah. So then it was like people spitting out, like, like literally doing spit yeah. takes and all that. Yeah. yeah. But they kept being like, I love that. Comment. They would act, like they had me measuring a nine a year old boy, oh, no. like measuring his body, and and so it's this scene where I'm measuring them, and and I'm like tra- miming it, and the director's like, okay, you know, and don't go below the waist, don't go below the waist. Oh God. I'm like, I'm so self conscious right now. Like yeah. I hate yeah, this, so and you created this moment. Like yeah. I didn't come to you. And say like, wouldn't it be fun if I was like measuring his dick? <laughs> like, like I'm I, thinking about dipping below the waist while I measure the kid. What do you think? It was so weird. And <sighs> anyways, they like wrote the character off because it like was so disturbing to the audience. <laughs> they wrote the character. <laughs> That's such a bummer. <laughs> it, was so- it was such a bummer. And I, you guys, I literally <laughs> thought I had made it. It was my first time <laughs> ever coming back, so I felt like super confident. I, I like wanted to change dressing rooms because one dressing room like had a window and and wasn't as cold uh-huh. and I was gonna like make a move and say hey can I actually switch dressing rooms next episode yeah and I never came back thank god I didn't make that request oh. that would have been so, <laughs> that would have been so humiliating I love that <laughs> wait the character was an assistant to a 12 year old yeah she was like a it was like a YouTuber she was like a YouTuber wait she, that's funny I'll find a clip and I'll send it to you it's I have to it's see this so yeah I mean, look, I'm sure that you were hilarious, and I'm sure that if if they didn't like you, it was just the audience's They problem. don't get it. They, they don't, don't fucking get, get it. Me. They didn't get what I was doing. Yeah. But then, but then, oh, but there was two broke girls after CBS Diversity? Yeah, that was a little bit, Um, that was like a few months after Oh, that's so CBS. great. So you booked something right after? That, yeah, that was cool. And then, um, and that was such a fun show because you know just doing sketch comedy like yeah. you love yeah. the live they do have the live audience yeah. and stuff. that is cool because so few shows feel like I feel like have that yeah. now so that's like a unique experience if you get to do something like yes. that yes. totally especially coming from Groundlings where like yeah. everything is so heightened yeah. so emotional like sometimes I'm teaching students and I'm like is this just like this weird outdated 80s thing that I'm teaching them but every now and then you're like oh when I was doing Two Broke Girls I was like okay this is like yeah, actually applicable. skills yeah. it's I, so it because I was I came up at UCB in New mm-hmm. York, and so it's very very much the same. Like where you're doing the kind of comedy that that succeeds in live spaces, and yeah. then I don't know how you feel, but a note that I get all the time: you're very Bowen is very good and dropped in and like a good no, actor. But no, no, no. But I, you, you're about to say that you go too big. I go, I, I go I make, too big. I get the note constantly. To hey, you can just throw it away always, because <laughs> my face is. 
drawn. You are giving me too much credit because I watch myself back in this stuff and I'm just like, this fucking sucks. What's your thing that you watch that you're like, I wish I could delete this? My, oh, so many things. I have so many videos of shows of me like doing a stand-up show where they have a fucking person recording the thing mm. and putting it up on like the show YouTube. And it's mm. like now, like every now and then like, you know, I'll do the vain thing of like looking myself. I'll, I'll just like want to watch something that I was in, like you know, like like for SNL. I'll just be like, oh, I want to watch that thing again. Just like once a month, I'll do this. I swear to God. But then like these bad, these shows of me doing bad stand-up are, are on YouTube, yeah. and they have like twenty thousand views, and I'm like, oh, this people are like watching this and thinking, well, he sucks, and I'm just like, this is and he, truly a dark peek into like, my soul. <laughs> who uploads it? Just the this like, like the comedy players, yeah. like the like you know Green Space NYC. I'll call them out. They, I've I've had the ask out to my managers to respectfully ask them to take it down because people and will because they? you're able to and they, they haven't yet, so I, I don't think they will. So it's fine. But so it's if like, you're listening, you're, this is a NYC. call. This is you getting called out. I will say out. this like this is so weird and random that this happened, but I came up at UCB and before I left for for New York, I for, for LA rather, I was on a team called Characters Welcome, which is three to five minute um, original characters every month. You have to come up with a new one. And recently, some someone like slayed a character and the, the channel like blew wow. up. And I haven't been on the on the team for like two years. So towards the end of me being on the team, I could kind of feel myself like like not slacking, but like the well I, was drying. The up. well was drying up, and like I, 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 my ideas weren't as good, and like I wasn't like feeling writing original characters anymore, and my writing, like I didn't do as many like punch ups on it. So I wrote this character called a straight gay teen, which is like love a love Simon, Simon character mm-hmm. that's like I'm just like you. I have two rich white parents and a dog, and I'm a little gay, and here's my sad story. And it was that's just about so good. kind of picking on so love funny. Simon, and I think it's. Funny, but it's crazy because the way it popped no. off on YouTube was like it has so many views and such a positive response, and I'm like, really? Because I'm watching this and I feel like it needs a joke pass, like bad. Yeah, and that's when I, I think know. like maybe I don't know what's actually good, and I'm just like I have like such like a gay humor brain, like I just think what I think is funny, and like I don't know what it is, but it's like. That's so great that you think this is good, but like I don't even mm-hmm. I don't even stand by this, and I think mm. it would be that that I would take down just because I think it needs more joke passes. I hear you, but people like it, and that then I put so up much. something I'm proud of, and they're like, "No, okay, you're bragging. Stop. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's weird how some stuff people will respond to something, but then also it's like that weird something just hits the right yeah. person shares it. It's just yeah, kind of yeah, becomes yeah. a phenomenon. Um, but yeah, I felt that too. Like something I'm like, I cannot wait to share this with the world and yeah. no one no cares. One cares. It's, yeah, it's it's well before we before we take our first break, I want to know about windshield. Uh, before the break. Okay, okay, we're gonna take the break. break. We're gonna take the break. We're gonna go to break and then we're gonna be right back. And then we're gonna be right back. And then I'm gonna tell you a traumatizing story. Oh, I love it. Oh, I I actually love trauma (laughs) after this. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, 
Try new bubbly burst. Well, spring is in full bloom. Are your finances blooming too? With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa credit card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or interest. And if your credit scores grow, so could your opportunities for lower rates on loans, like for a car or a home. You know what I love about the Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card? What? There are no annual fees, interest, or credit checks to apply. Yes! You can use it everywhere Visa credit cards are accepted. Take back your finances. Build credit using your own money. Yeah. Did you know that with Chime Credit Builder that you can get paid up to two days early with direct deposit? I did. You can also overdraft up to $200 without fees with SpotMe when you set up a qualifying direct deposit. Just set up a qualifying direct deposit, sign up for SpotMe, and Chime will spot you up to your limit when you make a credit card purchase or cash withdrawal that exceeds your balance. With Chime's secure credit card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com forward slash culturistas. That's Chime.com. Forward slash culturistas. Chime feels like progress. The Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card is issued by the Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Out of network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to chime.com slash disclosures for details. Hey, I'm Matt Rogers from Las Culturistas. And I'm Bowen Yang. Did you know small businesses make up 99.9% of all businesses in the U.S.? The world is powered by entrepreneurs. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out season two of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. In every episode, hosts Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres talk to entrepreneurs about how they've grown from the lessons of launching and nurturing a small business and how they have found success being their own boss. From the excitement of first starting out to finding the right tools and resources to process invoices and payments like QuickBooks Money, you won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently so you can too. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out season two of Mind the Business, small business success stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia and Intuit QuickBooks. Hey, it's Bowen. And I want to introduce you to the new Cantina Chicken Menu at Taco Bell. Yes, it's an all new chicken menu with fresh new ingredients. Great as a lunchtime option. Taste for yourself. The slow roasted chicken, pico de gallo, purple cabbage, and new avocado verde salsa sauce. With new menu options like Cantina Chicken Tacos, Burritos, and Quesadillas, there's something for everyone. And Taco Bell isn't just for a late night. With this new Cantina Chicken Menu, you, the possibilities are, well, endless. Try the new Cantina Chicken Menu at Taco Bell now. Now, I said. We're back with Jimmy Fowley. Yeah. And okay, what is this? Tell us about Windshield. Okay, so I'm going to tell you, so I, and this is my first time just sharing it in the open. So, and we're honored. Um, so yeah, so this is my first time talking about it, but I was in this two-year relationship. Actually, Matt, I think we had broken up when yeah. we so hung out, right? When we were hang when we hung out, you were like in a really tough spot because you were struggling very badly with the relationship. And then I remember after about a week or two after we hung out, I had heard that or I think you had like said something online that you guys broke up and I was like, Oh, they must have broken up. Okay. I that's so crazy if I said it online. That's no, no, no. Yeah. I, or something where you were like, you mentioned like yeah. single. Okay. You described yourself as single, not like cut to my Instagram. It's just me being like, I am single. I am single. <laughs> no, but yeah. I remember I, I like it wasn't something you, got you told me. Yeah. It was like mm. you, you described yourself as like being single, and I was like, oh, I guess it was it sort didn't of implied. Work out or okay, something. I'm trying to think of what that was. It's well, I have, I had. 
So basically, I had was with this guy for two years. We like had a really positive relationship. It was no like fighting, no uh-huh. anger, whatever. We ended up opening the relationship up, um, and and you know how that goes. I think for some people it's fine, but sure. for but me, it's, it's dicey sometimes. It can be dicey. Anyways, he ended up like dating our married friend, uh-huh. dating who, like, yeah, like it became a more than I just slept yeah, with them thing, and yeah. they they like. They, the three of us were going to hook up and then they hooked up on their own. And I, in my head, I'm like, oh, that's weird. But mm. I'm like, do you like the person he, and I was like, uh, to my ex, I was like, do you like, uh-huh. you know? And he's like, no, 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 I don't, I don't like him. Like, and he's like, I wish you would drop it. I'm like, okay. But they would be texting all the time. And like, I, they would go out and, and I told him, oh, whoever, if we hook up with someone, just let the other person know. So it's everything's discreet. It's on the table. And then one time we were together and I saw on his phone, like, said, like, hey, what's parking like at your place? And I'm like, oh, did you hang out? And he's mm. like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, did you hook up? And I was like, oh, okay. And I felt super uncomfortable, but I didn't feel empowered enough to say, hey, I'm really uncomfortable with yeah. this. Like I, yeah. But I was like, just moving forward, just let me know if you hook up. And they, it happened again. Anyways, long story short, like I think you can probably edit all of that out. Well, the, but, the but main... I want to know, I have a question though. And while this is all happening, do you guys still have like a healthy sexual relationship? No, not really. Well, that's, yeah. yeah. So like the, basically we broke up the person that I had thought that he had a connection with that he's denied the whole time, mm-hmm. he I found out that that person had told my ex that he had feelings for him when we were still together. And we were all friends. Wow. We were like going out to concerts, him and his husband. So this thing was happening. It was happening. And when I found out that they were together, I went... Yeah. crazy mm. and i ended up destroying his car windshield of his audi oh my god in a jealous rage you bust the windows i busted the windows <laughs> of, and your, of your ex-boyfriends of, or your of my ex-boyfriends got it and this all happened at gold gym hollywood <laughs> i'll let you decide what's the scariest part of this story okay <laughs> and then this is like really cryptic like hopefully this makes you laugh because i think it's super dark as i'm in my car about to drive away after i like i threw a water bottle at his windshield i'm about to drive away he's like jimmy he's like my fucking car and i turn to him and i go this is just the beginning (laughs) (laughs) and i haven't seen him since i love what so was it just the beginning no it was the end (laughs) see that's like sweet and endearing I feel like it's so, you guys, so what's so weird is that I thought we would be friends forever. Oh my God. And I, and something Windshield. Happened, yeah, and so windshield. Yeah. And it like, because I, I feel like a breakup story is not super, mm. like I would have to be pretty delusional to think like a West Hollywood open relationship yeah. ending is like my <laughs> sob story tell. But it's weird being a comedian because you're, so, yeah. you know, you're happy and upbeat and silly and performing. And I could not stop crying for oh. like, four months really? like I cried every time. day for hours and um I ended up going to therapy for it and talking about it and I was adopted and I was in like I never really knew my my biological parents uh-huh. and so there were all these weird parallels of like mm. me thinking I was replaced and like mm. I had a really unhealthy attachment to my ex yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. and so 
but it would like I would go to auditions and casting directors were like, "Hey, how are you?" and I'd be like, "Not good." <laughs> and I would tell them the story of my breakup. Oh my god. Like it was so inappropriate. I would go to I would say, "Jimmy, don't talk about it. Yeah. Don't talk. I was going to my friend's wedding. I was like, do not talk about it. Go have fun, laugh, and then cut to me telling yeah. the bride. Yeah. <laughs> the bride who you have so little time with. Oh do you know what I mean? Like, the fact that I could work it in was shocking. So, um, and it was just it was just really sad because I also was really angry that like I said all this hateful stuff. I like threatened yeah. to beat up his new boyfriend if I ever saw them in West Hollywood which by the way is where they both live <laughs> and it was oh really it was really sad well, yeah it's look, hard and you know people I don't really fault you for like shoehorning that into every conversation for a while with mm-hmm. anybody because it's it's so like top of mind for you, and it's mm-hmm. all you're thinking about. I identify with it actually. Me too. Because I tell myself all the time, like probably not a good thing to bring this up. Like this probably isn't like but a nothing's no stopping you, and you but, do it. But you do it because mm-hmm. I don't know. I think maybe it is like a flaw, but it, sometimes it is just like w- when these thoughts consume you, especially a relationship ending because of that, like mm-hmm. that open relationship thing. It's really it's it's, it's a t- it's a touchy topic I think for the gay community because it so works for some people and mm-hmm. so doesn't yeah. for everyone that doesn't work for it and when it doesn't work for you you feel like you're failing yeah yeah and I don't judge anyone like I know people who are in open relationships are so happy yeah it, it works for mm-hmm. them and so I think I had this vibe actually to straight people like look I'm queer this is what we do yeah. cut to me in so much pain like I really yeah. I really had um, I really went through it but um, yeah it is kind of a touchy situation and everybody's different and I think like yeah. you just have to do what works for you and it's okay if it doesn't work for you Yeah. but I had basically lost myself yeah. in saying that I was comfortable with things I wasn't comfortable with and not trusting my instinct like I knew something was off Sure. and I just tr- I loved my ex so much yeah, I, and I yeah. still even think he's a wonderful person you know what I mean despite yeah, everything yeah. and I've just never had that thing where like you never talk to the person again mm, that that is have you guys had that where it, it's such a bad ending you're like never again mm. well I, I'll say I had a boyfriend for two and a half years and we actually one of the real one of the reasons and we talked about this one of the reasons why we kind of realized it wasn't working was because we tried being open and it was just toxic mm. and I think that unfortunately I have to like admit that I was kind of I what I was I think I was the I think I was like the toxic person in the mm. relationship where I was just like not willing to make things better with my boyfriend because I I don't think I was really confronting the things that were wrong because I did want to stay in the relationship. I loved yeah. him so much and I was trying to convince him and myself that the open relationship would like save us. Yeah. But that's the mistake I think that gets made is like if you're in a relationship that's not working, that's not the you, solution. The solution yeah. is not let's go to other people mm-hmm. or let me um, try to make someone else comfortable with something and then maybe it'll be better like it can only be worked on individually with yourself and you can't drag the other person down and it is selfish to stay in something because of wanting to keep the relationship because you're, so there's another person involved yeah. and so I think that you tell yourselves a lot of you tell yourself a lot of lies mm-hmm. about like um how it'll be later or like this is the answer and it just it breaks it down so 
fortunately for me, me and that person, Henry, are still friends and okay. we still work together, but it did end not well. And yeah. I, I think it could have ended better and we had to really work on it. Mm-hmm. But we stayed living together for six to seven months wow. after we and broke that was up. kind of the part that bothered me the most as the, as the third party being like, you gotta move out. Yeah. But I also think that's why we're still friends. That's good. That's I, good. I, I it think it forced you to Right. Because imagine if you had ended the relationship with your boyfriend and you had been forced to still live with Can him, like you, you would have had to deal with it. Popping well, back yeah. in. And it's weird because I've seen we live very close to each other, yeah. so I've seen him in passing a few times, okay. and it's just we just don't even acknowledge wow. each other. Have you had that bone where it's um, so bad you won't even say? Not really, not really. I'm like because I just don't. I just have like a pretty like low sample. But I, whatever. What the thing that struck me though was that you were like that this married couple was like slowly being like folded into your lives. Though mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? It's like that's the thing that kind of like would drive me crazy. It's that like. You know, it's like it's this insidious thing of like, oh no, like we're just they're gonna come to this concert with us, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're like, cool, yeah. And then like you suspect something, yeah. and then you can't really, you don't know how to bring it up, hundred percent. Because you're, you're walking you don't on eggshells. Exactly. You don't want to be jealous. You want to be secure, and yet the whole time it's like this is not. Okay, this is not okay with me. Right. And then you're like, well, there can't be anything going on. Like he's married. You right. know what I mean? But I did think he was my friend and I felt like very betrayed. Like mm. that's the part that hurts the most. Yeah. yeah. Is that is that you grieve what you have with your boyfriend, but also like you thought your, your friend would have been yeah. better to you. It was so like... sketchy. And then my ex was like, my side of the street is clean. By, by the way, Fuck off. The his new boyfriend's ex husband now because now they're split. Wow. Went to fight my ex in the street. And the, I'm like, the messy I'm like, West, West Hollywood gay of it all. If you think that yeah. your side of the street's clean and people are breaking your windshield and fighting you in the street, like you're clean. so examine it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, yeah. it's like it's probably really hard for him to realize that I, I I like do think he's a good person. But yeah. Anyways, I um. Here I am, five yeah. months later, talking about and it. And you've created, but the thing is, on like, this iconic, <laughs> but you, podcast. but you processed it on it, but you've obviously like channeled it into something like, you know, like good, like creative and yeah. like great. Like, okay, so like, so what? So what is? What can you tell us about the short? I can tell you that basically, it takes you through. It's really not so much of me trying to burn my ex or say anything no, no, negative no. Um, about his new boyfriend, but just more about. That like grieving yeah. and yeah. and how you get through grief and how um, to do it in the backdrop of Los Angeles alone is yeah. weird. weird. And yeah. then as a comedian, like going to do comedy shows oh, and yeah. teaching improv and like me fully like disassociating. Sure, like, sure. Um, and then there's some really cool people in it, like Lauren Lapkus. Is uh, we love Lauren. She's so funny. And Nico Santos. Yes. Loves it, you know? Yeah. And then um, you know who's playing my ex Ew. is. Twist Jonathan Bennett from Mean Girls. Oh, great! And he's so perfectly cast. Yeah, yeah. Because there's something about him that feels like he's not like I. I didn't want it to be like, oh, this is the my ex. He's a villain. It's like like, likable. There's like a a a really warm quality to him. But manipulative. I'm gonna say something. I'm gonna make a weird like assessment of like um not assessment, but I just what I love about what seems to be the common thread in like your stuff is that it's like. There's this like really funny fragility to all these people you play, mm-hmm. and like, but there's like this like kind of this huge emotional, like, 
flare up that's happening under like <laughs> yeah. like the veneer cracking of like you know like I, you. I, I, but, you do chaos very do well chaos controlled so well. chaos yeah. is something that is a real skill of yours like yes. you know a laugh away from a tear laugh that yes exactly yeah. but this feels like i mean this is comedic you would say when children's comedic yeah it's comedic Great. but it's definitely more like on the like raw side yeah, more and the acting's real actually Great. really funny uh, before I was like f- terrible, like fucking this guy in a rehab. Like yeah. it was so uh-huh. like red flag city. Uh-huh. And I created a character based on that who Drew Tarver played this guy uh-huh. in a reta- uh-huh. rehab. And I'm telling him, I'm like, I want you to be in this indie. It's very <laughs> real raw and he's like oh my god great and th- I also happen to be shooting the, a sketch that weekend I don't know if you saw any of my clips the, the yes, pop spray the, the, the feminine the feminine yeah, 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 yeah. Like, and he literally thought that that was what I was talking about and then I'm like it's this really raw real movie and meanwhile I have a wig on and I'm yeah. just screaming at a bunch of other gay guys in a play <laughs> and that makes me laugh oh my god it was so hilarious funny. so but but I also remember at the time when you were in the relationship you made a video about open relationships which also yes. popped off and yes. was so fucking funny and Thank it's like you. so it feels like you and it is a, it is a thing it's like it's like as like gay men who are also comedians it's like we don't really see those situations like in major television shows yeah. and especially not like because they're not out there at all not like the kind of comedy that we like so it is cool to see like you making it like and making it yourself because literally there are no shows with it and especially not where it's just like about this because now I feel like nowadays in order to get like gay content like that even looked at it has to be like a a two-hander you know what I mean it has to be like a guy and also he has a girlfriend who's like also as big of a character and it's like sometimes it's difficult to to write that when it's you because I don't necessarily know that perspective Mm -hmm. of that character I know the perspective that I'm going through but you don't see like you know the girls for <laughs> for right. like gay men. You just don't. Mm. Looking, I guess, tried. There was some. I don't know where I saw, but someone said like in TV shows, there's usually just one gay character. Mean, and it was like, meanwhile, I haven't seen a straight person in like four weeks. Yeah, because <laughs> so, like, yeah. you know, yes, gay, gay yes, people yes, just yes. be like so immersed yeah, in yep. their yeah, yeah. world. And I thought that was. I don't that's know so straight people, so t- t- for them to make up the majority of television is obs- is obscene to me. I love when a straight woman is like following me or a fan. I'm always like, yeah. I'm like spooked. <laughs> I'm like, welcome. Yeah, hi. hi. Hello. <laughs> I don't know. I don't really know how to like translate this for you. I'm, I'm so sorry. Like we ask at our live shows sometimes like who's straight and like the two voices that ring out were like, should we bring them up and like yeah, examine yeah, yeah. them? We like, talk to them. What's going on? But thank you. Yeah, but we had one you. reviewer. Oh, never mind. Actually, cut this out, Doug. I was gonna say we Can had to set off the record. For yeah, me? we had we had we had one reviewer on our on our on our pod who was like, love the pod. Like, had great things to say. And then she goes, also, I'm conservative. Are we allowed? And I was like, Ooh. wait, don't cut this out. I think this is a this is a good topic. Like, just, it's. I don't understand why I don't understand I don't understand why you would want to listen to us but um and we hope you have some like internal moral mechanism still intact after all this but like thank you for listening um but we're not gonna like you know fucking cast you out yeah but it's it's just but thank you for listening like we we love an outside perspective it is interesting it's weird because it's like I don't know how far that reaches the conservative thing because I remember when um Prop eight. Do you yeah. guys remember yes. that? Oh, yeah. 2008. Oh, yeah. And um, I had girls in my acting class who were like, "Yeah, like I, I do not believe gay, gay people marriage, should marry." Yeah. And it was just like, 
but you've known me for like yeah, years yeah. and like we like you don't think I should it was just a weird I, I there know, was, was that area of time where like well we can say it I mean like it, Barack Obama was saying at the time he didn't believe in gay marriage right, right. and so was Hillary and so was like even our political like people that we were supposed to like respect and aspire mm-hmm. to were saying this because it was still so recent that like <laughs> LGBT people got any rights at all and we have to remember like in like the grand clock of the world like we're on truly like 1158 of gay people being looked at as like equal yeah <laughs> it's like, been four and a half years since marriage equality that's right nothing. and nothing. to even and, and what's crazy is like we've been through this with gay people and we've been through this with like civil rights where you know it's fucked up to treat humans like they're mm-hmm. subhuman and yet you still see people like in this in our country like dragging their feet on whether trans people can use the bathroom that they want it's like you guys we've been through this you have to treat human beings like human beings like what is the big idea mm-hmm. and it's it's that's when you remember like it is it is still to this day like forget about representation we're barely getting mm-hmm. treated correctly exactly. yeah it's yeah. like wacko and crazy wacko and, and crazy. we demand it change <laughs> um i say we take a quick little break little and then little when break. we're back we got to ask jimmy the question and that we're actually going to ask him the question okay there's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of bubbly bubbly burst refreshing bubbles colorful bottles and playful smiles galore bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible and with no added sugar and low calories there's a lot to smile about each sip adds a burst of fun to your day i don't know about you matt but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Hey, I'm Matt Rogers from Las Culturistas. And I'm Bowen Yang. Did you know small businesses make up 99.9% of all businesses in the U.S.? The world is powered by entrepreneurs. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out season two of Mind the Business Small Business Success Stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. In every episode, hosts Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres talk to entrepreneurs about how they've grown from the lessons of laundry and nurturing a small business and how they have found success being their own boss. From the excitement of first starting out to finding the right tools and resources to process invoices and payments like QuickBooks Money, you won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently so you can too. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out season two of Mind the Business, small business success stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia and Intuit QuickBooks. Hey, it's Bowen, and I want to introduce you to the new Cantina Chicken Menu at Taco Bell. Yes, it's an all-new chicken menu with fresh new ingredients, great as a lunchtime option. Taste for yourself the slow-roasted chicken, pico de gallo, purple cabbage, and new avocado verde salsa sauce. With new menu options like Cantina Chicken Tacos, burritos, and quesadillas, there's something for everyone. And Taco Bell isn't just for a late night. With this new Cantina Chicken Menu, the possibilities are, well, endless. Try the new Cantina Chicken Menu at Taco Bell now. Now, I said. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position 
warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer? Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. We're back with Jimmy. We actually are back. Um, Jimmy, we're going to ask you the question that we ask all of our guests. Okay. Okay, so this is... Well, we ask them, we say, what is the culture that made you say culture is for me? So this just means like the formative thing, growing up, TV show, movie, uh, you know, music, whatever it was that like locked you into like going down a cultural path in life. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think I was thinking about this. I feel like it was real world mm. New Orleans and like Danny and speaking of gay yep. people, but, yes. but also just like the nonstop look into these lives yeah and it's like yeah. so boring and like but also interesting yeah so i think that was a big part yeah. of it and also strangers with candy okay if mm, i can say God oh it. you may why say. wouldn't you be able to say <laughs> I don't know. no i mean yes i mean I, my my thing is like well to touch on the the real world of it all it's like that was so like i remember really if you had like cable yeah. Did you have cable at this point? Did you Did know? Not have All right. Cable. So like that was MTV was like the, almost like the forbidden channel yeah, for yeah, me yeah. because my parents were like, "You cannot watch this." No. And then I remember I became like 15 and could watch it, and all of a sudden you're like. I was like, wow. And I was like so obsessed with these people who I thought were the most gorgeous eight strangers, seven strangers. Side note, Comedy Central was blocked at my house. Wow. Really? South Park twisted. Yeah, and actually because of Stranger uh, Stranger Uh. Candy, like I was watching it and my mom was like, what is this? And then I couldn't watch it anymore. Oh my God. Um, yeah, that's the thing. I remember, like, my parents would always like walk in at the most inopportune yep, time yes. when I was watching MTV. Like, it was always like a spring break type thing, yeah. which I thought was the horniest shit I'd ever it seen. Was totally, it's remains it's, the horniest. It is. Shit. Horny. Yeah, it's so. You know, horny. also, side note: this is. Uh, I'm sure I'm gonna regret sharing this later, but um, I don't. I was such a chronic masturbator where yeah. I would be like, I. In a with Shaking. a blanket, <laughs> but like I would do it in public places, like when a, yeah, yes, w- yeah, in my living room, parents around, yeah. sisters around, and I would have a blanket because I started masturbating before my body could even produce semen, so it wasn't. Wait, even- I, age, what me age? too, me yeah. too, yeah. me too. Nothing would come out. I think it was like seven, eight. Okay, I was ten, and it was. It, I remember the first time I came, it was like it was like like uh, like like when you you know when you see a pig eat from a little. Sp- little water bottle it's like deep 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 like the water comes out like <laughs> I don't deep, 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 is this a common like thing like when you go to a petting zoo you know zoo. when you check out a pig and it's just sucking down the water from the water bottle what I mean was it came out like, why are these pigs having water well, bottles well you literally know what I'm talking about which I is don't you go, I'm you, so scared yeah, no you're, this is, you're talking about like a guinea pig's water bottle in a cage I'm talking about a guinea pig's water bottle in a you cage said pig. you said pig well I pictured a little pig in my mind because I'm talking about going to the petting zoo you whores Joke. I'm talking they about. Out to seem first of all, you're both whores, <laughs> and second of all, is you know what I'm talking about, which is at the petting zoo, or if you need it to be this, in a little cage that a guinea pig is in. When that said guinea pig drinks okay, out of the water, so that's what it was like when I came at age ten. Okay, thank you. Okay, 
I I feel like yeah I I don't think anything was being created yeah, and I would no. just feel that sensation and I would do it all the time because it felt good it felt good and then I would do this thing where like um I would pull the blanket up to my chin so like any sort of activity with my hands and my penis you, couldn't be detected you had a tent it, I had a tent the, right, the right okay. yeah. and because I wasn't producing cum it wasn't like a cleanup right, situation right, right. and parents walking by yeah and then one day. It's, I'm from Massachusetts. Yeah. It's 90 degrees, humid, and I have the blanket on, and I'm watching, and it's like a sexy, like, lifetime sort of thing, like shirtless men on the beach. I'm yeah. fully masturbating. And my mom walks in. She just looks at me and goes, you're sick. <laughs> now, to this day, I don't know if she knew I was masturbating or if it she was just like... So I'm going to say she wouldn't just turn to her son <laughs> but and it say, was hot. you're sick. But I thought maybe she thought like I... Was it was sick because I, I I I would say I'm cold. <laughs> no. Jimmy. Okay, so she could have thought you're sick for having a blanket on you in 90 degree weather. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was thinking. She was just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. oh, you're you're sick. you're sick. But she did say it pretty judgmental. So yeah, so it probably was that. That is literally wow. I'm so happy to know that because I did you feel at the time when you were like masturbating it? for the first time, like and doing it in the weird ways because you don't know exactly yeah, what to yeah. do. I used to hump the shit out of my pillows. Okay, I never got into that. I thought I was, I was, a, I was okay, so I, I was a, a freak. I no, wasn't I a humper. Can I tell you my weird wave masturbating in the beginning? Yes. We welcome that. Do, basically doing a mangina. <laughs> Whoa, that sounds painful. And then fucking like pop, like pressing, like stimulating from the base. Whoa. Whoa. That was like Wait, my discovery. So like putting your penis between your legs terrible. and rubbing like and your... Then rub, but then the friction <gasps> of your dick between your legs, like kind of like... But didn't wow. it kind of hurt? Kinda hurt? Kinda hurt like and, then it, and then it hurts your balls. And so then, like, you know, by the time I was like 13, I was like, okay, this is not no longer tenable. And I you're, you're like, I'm done with this. I got to do it. I got to do it the right way that yeah. I've seen in porn. That's interesting. Yeah. I've never heard of that. So anyway. I didn't find out like how to actually jack off with the hand motion until I was like well into high school. I was fucking my pillows and everything until... I was old, yeah. old an old That's man. interesting to me. Yeah, I would be fucking the shit. And I would I would be like, oh, the craziest thing was I'd be fucking these pillows and then one day I would come home and my mom would have changed the pillows and I was like, she knows. <laughs> she knows. Do you think she knew? Yes. Uh, I mean. Can you confirm? Can you, you call her? Do you her? remember in Bridesmaids when um, uh, Wendy McClendon and Covey is like, I, I saw a towel the other day. I broke it in, in half. half. Yeah. I that was how it. my yeah, pillows yeah, yeah, were. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, I was like a freak sick. Uh, like a sick freak. Wow. Yeah, a freak sick. I was a freak sick. That title Front of that? for title of that. Freak, freak sick. sick. Um, that's... I'm so glad we're talking about this. I that was really vulnerable. About this yeah. This is very vulnerable. No, I, I gotta confess, I, in Montreal, in Canada... <laughs> no, so I must have been about nine or eight or nine... Um, did it in class one time, but yeah, back when it was no cleanup, it was yes. like had a jacket over me. How, oh my god! In, cl- in class, that is brave. In, That's can you imagine insane. if that in, in today, if that happened and you were exposed and like oh, you'd, be, you'd be expelled, cast or something, away. Right? Yes, it would be like assault. You'd be yes. Tom Hanks Sexual, cast away. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you, literally, you'd be yes. Wilson. You'd be, you'd be Wilson. You'd be, Wilson. Wilson. You'd be, you'd be floating, on for the ride, floating in the damn water. Because you certainly wouldn't be the star, not with Tom Hanks in the movie. No way. It's actually rule of culture number 88. You can't be, be a star, star not, not with Tom, Tom Hanks, Hanks in the movie. movie. Okay, so that's a real world. And um, was that, was no, Karama was what? What city was Karama? Oh, God. Oh, that was, was he in New York? I remember, no? I remember no. Karama on The Real World. Do you I remember? I, so, I vaguely remember. Okay. They made it a huge they made it a deal huge, but that Dan, he was like Dan, a straight acting black guy but who was Danny gay. was the first one or no? Oh, not maybe first. not the first because I think that um, Pedro, Pedro, was, Pedro was, the was the first. But it was, it, I wasn't, that, it wasn't on my radar yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. just, um, 
he was this guy who he was, was hot openly gay yeah yeah i guess i'm like downplaying that i think i was probably like my first crush or wow. yeah, you know yeah, well yeah, to yeah. see i think that it was kind of like that I remember was... they blurred out his boyfriend yep oh. blurred out because he was in the military yep that was <gasps> that literally happened so you watched 20 episodes of like this man falling in love with a blurred face yeah. and just like and MTV's like you'll deal with it yeah and this is the gay narrative and I remember everyone being like and it's so amazing they show this and it's like well they show most of it they but show most of it but I remember like there was that that Baby thing steps. of like whenever they put a gay character character person or a lesbian on the show it was like I would I would be so enraptured with it because I don't know how you guys felt or like well you didn't really watch real world at the time but for us it was like there was no like gay men in media there was no representation so it was like I'm fascinated to know what this real gay person thinks and feels because I don't know anyone and I don't see anyone all you knew is that it was bad yes when you were called it it was bad and you didn't want to be it and Yeah. yeah how old are you I'm 34. 34. So then you probably you were literally in like. What if I like? What if I was like I'm 31, <laughs> and then I was like edit, 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 go back. You have to. Edit I will that. tell you, I wouldn't. I would leave it in. I'd be like this really? motherfucker. Be I no, really kidding. hate when people lie on their age. It bothers it's, me. It's yeah. Weird, but don't, I, I, I get it, it. I don't get it. It it perpetuates you, a bad culture. Aren't you proud? You're right. That you're right. It's right. so hard, especially because it's all it's actors mostly. And now you're gonna say you're 38. Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> I hate when people lie. <laughs> no, but it's, but even being 34, like I remember, I went down to San Diego. Uh, uh, I don't even know what story I'm telling. Like, you see people and you say their age. Like, if you meet a guy or even anyone, yeah, and you're like, like, oh, I'm 34. Like, oh, well, you don't seem it. And it's like, well, well I was well, I was born 34 years ago, and yeah. every day, you know, I get a little bit like I don't know. I, being it is weird. It's like it's like it's like I think when people say a certain age, when people respond to it a certain way, like yeah, that's it, it's, you know. it's like oh, like you you consider that old, yeah, or like or like there's something in you that's like needs to respond to it to try to comfort sure. me. Yes, I was me and my um best friend went to San Diego for New Year's and we found ourselves at a random apartment complex with these guys that we met at the club and they were all 22, 23, 24. Yeah, that's yeah. that's too there. young for that's me. A little yeah, too they're young. out there. And they were so, like this one guy, he was 22, he was like so aggressive. Like yeah. he was mm-hmm. so confident and we're sitting in a hot tub and he's like putting the moves on me and I felt so uncomfortable. I'm like, and how old are you at this time? I'm 34. This was this oh, year. Oh, this is this year. Yeah. Got it, got it, got it. Um, and uh, he's like kind of talking. He's like, how old are you? I'm like, uh, 34 he's like that's not too old and I was like okay and I felt like I had nothing to talk to him about at one point no. I literally was just like do you believe in God <laughs> I asked him if he believed in God because I was like I don't know how to connect to him yeah no that, it, it, it is it is crazy like because it's so unsexy I love it and the, another thing about being in a relationship and then coming out of it is like you were the last time you were single actually was two years ago and it is a long time so like you and, have, the, you, and the landscape is different oh, oh yeah oh I got together with Henry at 25 we broke up and I was almost 28 and the way that the gay community treats a 25 year old is so different from the way it treats a 28 year old oh, fucking cares no but like no but I, I don't mean like like sob story I'm just meaning like they the way they sure. value age like I, when you see the number the numerical on the grinder thing it's like people are so horny for a 25 year old they don't when you're 28 you're like out with the maids oh, God. it's they're so age obsessed stupid stupid what was I gonna say um oh I was gonna say that um 
this whole thing about have you guys seen Visible on television on Apple TV? No. It's this documentary series. It? It's very good. Very and like well reviewed documentary series on Apple all about queer representation. And the first episode is all about like lavender skirt stuff and mm. but that the first real gay person who was like heavily featured on television was Rosie Paul, O'Donnell not Rosie O'Donnell Paul Loud <laughs> in <kidding>. America <laughs> Rosie like, O'Donnell you imagine how disconnected <laughs> I am <laughs> I'm glad I, I wish you had not said it with a question mark I wish you'd just been like Rosie, Rosie O'Donnell. O'Donnell it was actually Rosie o- O'Donnell um, it was Paul Loud from American Family like the very first mm. reality show in mm-hmm. like the 60s 70s 70s he was a gay character gay person it was the first reality ah. first like and it and like the, the guy who uh, the, I forget his name. The guy who like started the real world is like w- like took inspiration from American wow, Family. Yeah. That's cool. This guy Paul Loud, I think his name is Paul, Paul Lind. No, no, no. Paul Lind was different. Yeah. Paul Lind was the comedian who was not never out out, which is so crazy. So Who's crazy. the guy who did the Peter Pan? Com- I mean the uh, peanut butter commercials. Who was like so? Ooh, I don't know that. F- okay. The edit thing edit is like, this out. Edit were, that part out. <laughs> there were always these like flamboyant ass characters on like fops on on like yeah. shows, and it was always just like they came in, said their lines, and b- like blew out. Sure. Yeah, and but, now it's like there was no conversation about what they did the second yeah, they left, totally. which is so funny to but me. They focused in this first episode because it goes in like sort of a historical chronological order, and so this first episode focuses really a lot on Liberace, mm. and like you really forget like. He like had an impact, and he was doing something that like no one had ever seen mm. before. And like, yeah. we like have weirdly like a cultural debt to him. I think is like gay men. It's like he was like really putting himself out mm-hmm. there in a crazy, crazy way, like wearing what he wore and doing saying what he said. Yeah, but he also was like in denial publicly about his sexuality, of course, to, to like the bitter end, to the bitter end, which is so crazy. Like to think about mm-hmm. the fact, like when I saw Rocket Man, or like. And to think there was a time where he ha- had to even pretend that he wasn't yeah, gay, yeah. and like, like, it, it, like I said, like in the grand clock of time, like it just hit the moment where we were able to be out. Like the fact that like fucking Adam Lambert was on American Idol, yeah. and not out. He had to come out after publicly mm-hmm. the show Hell. because it's crazy. That was like we were in college when I that know, was happening. Like, we yeah. were like, it's it's just like you can't. Oh, it's pretend it's, that it's like easier. It's like people that say that shit where it's like, oh, it's easier now to be a POC. No, I wish I was a POC. I had book more rules. It's like, girl, you do not wish you were a POC. You were a white person with a lot of privilege. Here's, like, you want to know something? <sighs> I, I learn a new lesson about racism and homophobia every week yeah. uh, based on audience response to me seeing <laughs> me on TV and they lose their fucking minds. Yeah. It's like, we're still, I mean, like, I used to be like, oh, God, who cares? Like, like, yeah, yeah, representation's great, but like we're past it. We're past like all this, no, all this. It's y'all. It's it's still there. Like yeah. it's pretty crazy. But the this whole Paul Out thing is so interesting because he was like this. It was this really like liberal family. I don't know where they were out of, but it aired on PBS and like millions of people saw like the, this guy who was just like, yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm gay and um, I don't really like hanging out with straight people. Like he was just like very wow. like liberated in that way and then like everyone saw that and they were yeah. like they came to their own shitty conclusions about him mm-hmm. um but but then like now you look back and it's like oh he was like so 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 ahead of it like mm, so wow. great anyway um but strangers with candy also gay representation <laughs> also gay representation i mean yeah stephen colbert saying a faggot in the first episode <laughs> bitch and like we let him we let mm-hmm. him we allow that yeah <laughs> it's like i it's, did not know that that was a thing 
Oh, it's oh faggy. He says faggy, yeah. right? Faggy. I, I I can't remember that. But he's. I think he says it throughout the show. There's some stuff. You're like, <laughs> it's there, not, there's it's, some stuff you're like, oh, this I don't think could hold no up. Way. No way at all. No way. But you watch it in context with like yeah. the period it came out and like it's bad. Of course, it's bad. It's yeah. offensive. But like. I you kind of have to laugh at like how ridiculous it yeah. is oh, because this yeah. this this is what Stephen Colbert says. Um, all right, your homework is to do that uh, is to write a paper on this 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 and don't make it too. And he writes on the chalkboard in giant <laughs> cursive, faggy. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. It's so funny. It's just it's so it, and I, that is so funny. And the, the fact of the matter is like you would I feel like if you're like someone putting that on television. Like we talked about this with Chris and Sarah when they when when Caper Land says gagging for you faggot. Yeah. Like that was something they had to go back and forth with Comedy Central about like whether or not like they could sit, just say the word faggot oh, in the clear. And it's because it's so triggering to people and I will say we use the word faggot and like mm-hmm. to describe ourselves like and you know our friends whatever like because I think it's fine but we constantly get feedback on this podcast every now and then that people are really uncomfortable with the use of the word faggot. And then you forget that like, not everyone has gotten to like move away from their home where it's like they have friends who say that to each other. A lot of people still exist in a world like, like I was thinking before, like people around our age exist in a world or grew up in a world where like Eminem was the most popular musical yeah. star and was saying mm-hmm. faggot in a negative way and a derogatory way and like a dangerous, violent way mm-hmm. yeah. for so many years. And then everyone was singing it around us because it was pop music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's like it's weird to think about. No. It's weird to think about. So it does like I get defensive when people are like, don't say faggot. But then I'm like, and I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, like this is crazy. You're policing language, and also we're reclaiming it. But then you but then do I, remember. I, you do remember that it's it, it's different context for different yeah. people. Yeah, um, for sure, it could be triggering for some people. I don't. I I think it's funny. I think it's hilarious. You know? And like, <laughs> I'm hearing other people say it about yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> Can I get in on it and just? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. It, it'll take some of the power away. I've I feel, but totally. Um, people get a little visual with me too when they when they have problems with it. And again, I'm not calling anyone out, but it's like I've gotten messages that are like, "You have no idea what it's like to like get hit in the face and hear that word." And it's like. Wow, I'm like so sorry that happened to you. Yeah. But you also don't know that I haven't had that experience. You mm-hmm. don't know that I haven't had other experiences. It's like I feel bad that people have trauma about the word. And like, of course we do. We all literally at this table have been called it in a negative, derogatory mm-hmm. way before. But it's like not everyone is the same place as you about it. So True. it's like interesting to think about it being used in media and the fact that like probably no one said shit when Stephen Colbert no. said it yeah. out loud it and an spelt issue. it mm-hmm. because it is funny. Yeah, in that context, it's very funny. Yes, in the in that context, it's mm-hmm. very funny. And um, God, what a good show. Paul Danello. <laughs> Hot, hot. I thought you were talking about this show. This show, what a great great show! show. What a great show! I literally was, I literally was thinking to myself, did I bring the mood down? No, because I I was, because I told these guys uh, I was listening to Cole Escola and I was dying. How listening to him talk about Tinder Gold, the guy he met in, uh, in oh yeah, Paris, in London, in London, oh took him to Paris. Yep, what a crazy life, like. Oh yeah. Are you meaning well when you're in a relationship now, right? But the thi- it's interesting to talk about the openness of it all. I think he'd be okay with me sharing this. I I'm going to share it. But we are open mm-hmm. newly because he's uh, uh, the, um in a different part of the country mm-hmm. like working. And so I think that it's just so crazy because I'm in a healthy relationship now and I don't have to 
have that thing that I think maybe I had in the last relationship or your boyfriend had where it's like, no, I'm going to pretend it's fine. I want the relationship yeah. and I'm going to pretend mm. it's healthy. I don't have that at all because it's, and I'm never scared to tell him the truth. And I think that's, that's red flag number one. If you're in a relationship that's like trying something and you're not comfortable with it, mm-hmm. but you're scared to say something, Girl, you got to get out yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's good that you have that healthy communication. I mean, that's intimacy. Yeah, that's like exactly. talking about it. And Bowen, are you dating anyone right now? No, no, nobody. Are you seeing people? I I went. You guys, I just got back in the game. Wow. I've been on three dates with one guy. And how have they gone? One, two different guys. Two oh, different guys. well, technically four dates with three different guys. And one, and the first guy said, "I did not realize this was a date." And I was like, "I thought it was." Damn it. People, t- people, whenever people say that to me, I'm like, that's, huh, that's interesting. We're two gay men, like, who were, who are, like, made a Pick point. Up on the vibe. Like, it's who, so who like, wouldn't ordinarily hang out if, if it wasn't mm-hmm. a date. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but we had hung out a little, uh, as friends a little bit. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, and, but yeah, this one, two different guys. Oh, do you need to take a break? No, 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 Okay. No. I'm just, I'm just like en- engaging and listening. Go. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm such a people pleaser. I'm like, should we end the show early just because it's not going great? <laughs> Thank you guys so much. Shut up. Um, I, um, yeah, I went, the, yeah, these two different guys, I went on like, just, I'm taking it super slow. Yeah. I really feel like. It, speaking not not to be like I'm so triggered by my trauma, but like no. stuff that I didn't expect to affect me mm-hmm. affect me so hardcore mm. after the breakup. Like even being at the gym sometimes, mm. really. Like I was like I I feel so uncomfortable. I feel like there's like sexual energy here, and I have to get out of this. Wow. And I considered myself like I came up as much through the club scene as yeah. I did the comedy scene, yeah. like working in bars ever since I was 18, uh-huh. and I felt like these are my people and. And after that experience, I was just, I don't know, se- like sex in general, I was like so freaked out. Wow, by it. yeah. And it's weird. Well, it is triggering. I remember like it, it's when, once once it's a hang up in your relationship, it will be a hang up afterwards yes. because you'll be you thinking, think so? yeah, absolutely. I so don't want that. I, I so, mean, well, it's. But it, I know that you're right that it's like I'll have to work through it. Well, at least what I can tell you is that it does get, it, it goes away. Like yeah. it gets better because like now that you have had this be a thing like you will know what to look for yep. in your next relationship whether that's a boyfriend relationship or just someone that you mess around with or someone that's like you try something with and then it becomes a friend you know what you don't want yep, which is sure. which is powerful and helpful yeah. And, yeah. And, and, yeah and its own guiding force and I also feel like you don't need to have relationships to know what you don't want and like 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 I feel like you've dated a lot of people for like short periods of time mm-hmm. and it's like I feel like you're, you can almost be thankful sometimes that that's the case because it's like, well, at least I didn't have to really, really, really invest in this. That's something that I'm like, that was very hard about breaking up with Henry. It was like, I was like invested in it for years Mm -hmm. and you, they meet your family Mm -hmm. and you meet their family and then like you become friends with each other. And then it's like you said, you're scared to go places because you're triggered. It's like, there's, Upsides and downsides to both, mm-hmm. yeah. but it's it's um really hard to move on. It's totally. hard. You'll do it. Yeah, I think I already feel so much like I'm in the right direction, but it was so hard to. I just keep replaying the scenario, keep thinking about my ex, really regretting how I behaved because that's not like me. That's not how I want to be in the world. And then thinking, should I reach out? And then mm. ultimately, it was like, this is just. Like the chapter is closed, yeah. and it was yeah. like a very painful ending. And, 
But you did get to end it like with an iconic window smash. I you guess did it get was. to. I love it that. is iconic to. And I said this is just the beginning. Like <laughs> how fucking insane. No, I a love villain. That. But my friends, like, because I was in a really bad place for like such a long time, and so my friends, we would have this text chain, and everyone was like, they were like babysitting me, like they would come over uh-huh. and take me out, and I would just say the same goddamn thing over and over again, <laughs> and every they would like text me like, this is just the beginning, like, <laughs> like they would mess with me. You created bit. iconography, this yeah. is and that's really all we ever want to do. Yeah, this I can't is wait just for you guys the beginning. Title oh my god, title of that. Um. This can be off the record, but there is a scene where I'm in an audition room, and Heidi Gardner is going to play a Julie Ashton character. Wait, who's Julie uh, Ashton? A casting director. She's a casting oh, director. got it, got it, got it. And she like, because um, I basically do an audition because it was based off. I had an audition with a puppet, uh-huh. and it was like in a deep depression. And I'm talking about my breakup, and then I'm doing like a weird voice. Yes, and, but there is the scene. <laughs> Bowen, if you're in in LA, I'll, you'll have to be in this. Make a cameo oh in this my film. God. Matt, you'll have to make a cameo. <laughs> and I'm with all these gay, like it's all because you know gay, gay guys. Or, yes, we all audition for the same, same thing. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like holding court, and everyone's chiming in about this, <laughs> or you shouldn't do this, or blah blah blah. So is, that's oh, that's great. I love that. I already. love that. That is such a real thing. It's like every every room I go into here, it's like I look at the list and I'm like, oh, my friends are left already. <laughs> it's like I, every yeah. time I go to an audition, it's like, oh, Brandon Scott Jones was here at 12. Yeah. I'm at yeah, two. Yeah, yeah. Yes, like, it's kind of nice. I see Brendan Scannell on a lot of lists. Of course. Like, he's so sweet. The best love guy. The best boy. The best guy. The, one of the best not boys. Boy. I shouldn't, shouldn't call him a boy. Um, should not call him a boy. Wait, I was Just ask- as long as you call her. <laughs> Okay. That's what Rue says. I don't care what you call me as long as, as you, you call, call me. me. <laughs> but then the dates, but it sounds like four dates for three guys, it sounds like one of them, at least one of them is successful. Like there's, there's. Yeah, there's this one guy and he's hilarious. Uh-huh. I, do you guys really? like funny guys? Yes, yes, I love funny guys. Yeah. Why? I, people did not comedian know, wise necessarily, yeah. but uh, guys that I mean, I, my boyfriend makes me laugh yeah. so hard. I mean, I am honest. I think there's something like weird. Like I'm drawn to guys who aren't that funny. I've uh-huh. been I've dated a series of guys where there isn't that emotional sure. click. Mm-hmm. There isn't. Yeah, I've dated guys like that for years. Why? Because wow. sex is good. It's, yes, sometimes. Sometimes, like, there's this weird bond. Sometimes I think it's unhealthy. Mm. Like, I'll just, you know, the best like relationships. They're like your best friend, mm-hmm. and I think I've tricked myself into being like, oh, I'm very attracted to this person, and I'm just like, kind of like abandoning all these n- wants I have in a relationship. You prioritize yeah. that. It's embarrassing that. to admit that, like, in a relationship, I'm not dating people that I click with emotionally. But somewhere along the line, I think I just am like, well, it looks good on paper. Yep. You know, it's so arbitrary that like there's yeah. no there there's no like stat card that like tells you like well like you know you're compatible in this way and not yeah. that like it's you you learn it all like it's, over time it's so trial and error yeah like you're like is. okay i and that's what they say like dating it's you're collecting information yes. like sometimes it feels bizarre to be like i'm hanging out with this human i don't know them i'm seeing if maybe there's like a, a chance thing for there. Really, so it weird. is weird it's it weird is weird it. it's like a super long interview and then it feels so sad when it doesn't work out but it's like great now you're one step closer to finding if you want a partnership sure you're closer to that and also it's like you had all these great memories yeah, yeah. I, I think that with the dating of it all it's like in i feel like in my early 20s or like my mid 20s before i was ever 
in a relationship, the way I treated dating was like pretty unhealthy because I would go out on a date with someone and I'd be like, well, it's a success if I fuck them. Okay, or if, if yeah. we hook up, it's like a success. So mm-hmm. oftentimes I would like not be feeling it, but I would be like, well, it'll at least be a success if I hook up because yeah. I just wasn't very much. Right, right. And I also think because gay people didn't get a chance to date in high school or middle school. It's like, you do all these weird things and make weird rationalizations like that in your 20s and late 20s and Mm -hmm, 30s and mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, even later than that because we're stunted growth because, like I said, in the grand clock, et cetera, it's only been recent that we're allowed to feel these things Mm -hmm. at the same rate as straight people. I feel that. I feel, for me, it manifests in going too quickly. Like, you know, like in, in middle school, it's like a boy and girl like each other and they're like, they're together, yeah, you know, yeah, and like yeah. that. I feel like is I relate to that. Like it's happening so fast, we barely know each other, and then it's like so much time spent together and kind of yeah. an unhealthy bond. Yeah. Well, well, I'm a lot of fun, guys. I guess <laughs> I guess if you're listening to this, and I'm not in a relationship, I mean, you know, what I'm, I'm looking for. Yes. There's two single men here. Oh, and then one spoken for guy who's. Open. open. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but all... I, I it, you need to be treat me really special. Same goes for all of us. Same goes for all of us. I... You don't have to treat me <laughs> at all. You can treat me like shit. I like it. Are you like on grinder and stuff? No, I, I, I can't. It's just it's too... too much stimulus. I'm literally like going on the most innocent like hikes and coffee. Yeah, days. Oh, yeah that's yeah, great. Yeah. yeah, no, it's. I think it's good for me. I think like, um. I'm just trying not to, because I also get attached mm-hmm. if I like hook up with someone yeah. too soon. Same. So I have to kind of just, but I mean, I honestly, w- I wouldn't be against having like a fling and whatever, yeah. but I think where I just coming out of what I just came out of, I just feel like I want to just take care of myself, make sure I'm not, you know, um, but yeah, the this one guy I've gone on a couple of dates, he's just really smart and super funny mm-hmm. and like nice. But a lot of times things that are red flags for other people, uh-huh. feel comforting to me. Oh, right, okay. like right, what? Like, right, what? Right, right. like when people are um, too, they act, they move too fast. <laughs> like I'm like, that's good because you like me. I you feel like me. Yes. Yeah. I, I like to go back to the guy I dated in a rehab for a second time <laughs> in this one hour podcast. I, he was like, I can't stop thinking about you. Whoa. I've had to talk to my sponsor about it. I, and, and in my mind, it's like, and you're like, this is the horniest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, this feels, I feel safe. Cause yeah. I think I have abandonment or I know now from going to therapy, I have abandonment issues. So I'm looking for someone who comes in really hot and heavy. Yeah. But the reality is, when people come at you like that, it's really not about you or your connection. A lot of times it's like they're, you know, mm-hmm. they're weird bonding. They're trying to escape from some circumstance exactly. and, yes. and they see you and they're like, oh, let me, yeah. let me, that's, that's an opening. Yeah. yeah. And I found it's easy come, easy go. Like if people come in sure. hot and heavy, like they will be the first to bounce that's, out. But doesn't yeah. that suck though? Like, cause you think that those are the things that like are the genuine connections. Like that's what I'm still getting over is this like one moment where I was like, the sparks damn flew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and then it was easy go. And then I was just like, but wait a minute, that was supposed to be like yeah. the, the, the keeper. Like, and, and the thing that sucks about things like that too is it's like, but didn't you feel this thing? It's like, it's yeah. like you feel crazy when, I had a guy treat me very, very badly. Who was it? No, I will not. First and last name. Because this person treated me so badly. And 
God, where, where was I going? I with can't this? even believe that it's, you're. It's still it's it's just kind of this thing of like. When, Can I know like what happened that was so? Yeah, bad? I mean, basically, like it was just back and forth of like. It was months and months of back and forth. Taylor Swift. Um, no, it was like we had hooked up one time, and it was like it felt like special, and we did it like all day, and like and like this was like years ago, and then we would keep in touch over the years, like, and it was like this thing, and then I came to the same city as him and it was like we reconnected really hard and I thought it was going to be a thing and he told me all these things and eventually like I realized that he was not the kind of person that could follow up and do the kind of things and like be the kind of person I thought he could and it was just such a shock because it's so hard to admit that you like allowed yourself to get got Mm -hmm. in that way because the feelings feel so real to you Mm -hmm. and and you're like but you said all these things and then you realize like there are some guys out there who will say whatever it takes to get what they want and there's some guys out there who will do whatever needs to be done to make themselves feel excited and like entertain themselves and not everyone treats each other well Mm -hmm. so I think it's good that you're taking it slow because you know you're someone who if you let yourself like get hurt yeah which is a which is a useful thing to know about mm-hmm, yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I to your point, Bowen, about like, isn't it sad about the spark? Not mm-hmm. be, I do think that there can be that genuine connection and that excitement, and it's easy, and you want to see them all the time. I just think there's also like that flip side where it's like a little bit of an unhealthy attachment, yes. you know. So it's like just protecting yourself from. From that, but I, I am kind of romantic. I do think. Yeah. That. No, that's the. I think yeah. that's what it is. That's where it comes from for me. I'm just mm. like this feels so. Yeah, you're romantic. Too. What's your trap? Like, what's your thing that will like trap you? By the way, if this is too personal, no, I'm just. Is, I, I love. love we, I love we, talking we can't about get this. I love talking about this. What's my honestly? When you're, it's like this rehab guy who's just like, I can't stop thinking about you. Mm. Rarely has ever happened. Crack. The times that the time it crack. Yep. It's so cool. It's yeah. It <laughs> is. It's it, fun. And and they do and it's like that thing they have like that obsession or whatever in that moment and yeah. you feel like the most important person and it it Ugh. feels so good and and then when you're attracted to them and they're Well, it hot. has to match. It has I have yeah. to like meet them at the it has to be like I've gotten it too where I'm just like, "Oh no. Ooh, just don't do this." Like yeah. someone who's just like, "I'm so into you." And I'm like, "I I can't quite cuz you're not back. feeling it back." Right, and then I'm pretty. I hope I'm pretty clear about that. Um, That's cool. Honestly, it, like it's so nice when people are just like, "Hey, like I'm not." Yeah, you know, I could. I could be thing. better. I could be better. But anyway, that's yeah. That's my. That's yeah. My little hot and heavy. I feel you. They'll get you. They'll get you. I mean, like I remember, like the line that there got should be me a name was, for them. Those types of people. I mean, they're called fuckboys. I know because that because like essentially that, what like they're trying need to their do their own version of fuckboys. Yes. Well, here's the thing: it's actually a real culture. Gay men can be, be fuckboys fuck too. It's real culture <laughs> number forty-seven. Gay, gay men, men can, can be, be fuckboys fuck too. too. And the fact of the matter is, like, I had I, this guy said to me, like, um, "You would never move here because he moved in LA and I was in New York at the time." And then I was like, "Oh, he really wants me to live there." And then he was like, "I would come to New York just to see you." And I was like, Lies. oh, he would he would fly to New York just to see me. And so then three weeks later, I did fly to L.A. just to see him, and he ignored me all week. You have to be kidding me. No, it was, like, sick. That is, it's crazy because, like... Mean. Gay guys can be so mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. And but I'm like, just be honest with me. Yeah. And then months later, I finally confronted the person, and it was like... 
they realized that it was fucked up, but I was just like, uh, you know, like it's, it's, it's too late. I'm already hurt. Yeah. And now it's like, we can try to move forward and I have tried to move forward, but to varying degrees of success. Like yeah. there's, it's once you've hurt someone, you've hurt someone. Yeah. 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 But I feel like if you're just straightforward, you, you're pretty good. Like yeah. if you're just like, and to go back to my ex for one final time in this Please. podcast, <laughs> like had he just said, we opened it yes. up. I'm connecting to this person and it's getting out of, you know, it's it's developing. Like, I feel like I would have been, and maybe it's easy to say it now, but I feel like I would have, because I came to him and I was like, what's you the gave deal? Him, you gave yeah. It feels like you guys are texting a lot and he's like, I don't like him. And so when they were together, I was like, I literally was like Aaron Brockovich, like yeah, yeah. saying names and phone yeah. numbers and dates. I was insane. <laughs> I tell my friends the image I get, it's like, I'm this screaming woman in a burning building <laughs> trying to guilt people and everyone's running from the building like it's done yeah and that was it was so hard to let go but yeah it's so hard because well it's a long relationship that's another it's a long relationship the claws are in but listen I think that we can all say that as a result of this conversation we've all moved forward from anyone that's hurt us in the past and we actually don't care and um we're like Dua Lipa (laughs) in that song New Rules because Here's the rules. One, One don't, pick, don't pick up the, the phone. phone. You know Wait, he's only calling because he's drunk, drunk and alone. alone. Two, don't, don't let him in. You'll, You'll have to kick him out again. again. Three, don't be his friend. friend. You know you're going to wake up in his bed in the morning. And if, and if you're, you're under him, him you ain't getting, getting over him. him. If you're under him, you ain't getting over okay. him. I got new rules. I got him. Wow. I gotta you, tell them. You've to never myself. experienced those lyrics until you've heard it like True. that. It's, it's <laughs> that actually, was great. It's actually poetry. It's so powerful. I was listening to that song today it's a great because song. I've rediscovered Dua in such a way because she's got new music out mm-hmm. now, banging new music. Like, you rediscovered Dua in such a way. Well, because she's been preparing for uh, yes, her yes, return, return and we've been living for her. But the song New Rules is so good. It's incredible. It's so good. Do you know it? No, I don't. And I'm like, I, this is my biggest fear because I listen <gasps> to. Benito's yeah. podcast, yes. which I love. Just you guys Divas. did, it, but it was amazing, and he's so hilarious. So I funny. love him. And love you, you guys went this deep dive in music, the pop star girls, and yeah. I was like, oh my god! I was like, I know nothing about this. I'm literally going to be like, no, on the show, being like, did anybody watch Cheer? She <laughs> <laughs> still has it. I love yeah. it. Bone, bone. Did you like it? Cheer. Have you talked about it at the pod? We've talked about it on the pod. We okay. filled each other in. He filled me in on the circle. I filled him in on, on Cheer. I love Cheer. I thought it was great. Yeah, fantastic. I, Morgan was like so. I was a Morgan. I'm a I Morgan was, girl. Mor- Morgan was my like yes, that like arc where she, you knew she was so captivated by Monica because yes. Monica was the mom she never had. And the treat gave her attention. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and respect and the amount of respect. Yeah, that they all they, have for her. They, and she respects them, and yes. she shows like it's like they, she shows up for them. Yeah, and it it was really cool to see. And of course, she's. You know, you hear about her. If I didn't watch the show, you might think she's this over-the-top personality and whatever. Monica? No. Yeah, no, not at all. But the way I feel about her is that it just shows that she's just she who she is. When she said the thing about don't come for my boys about game. I know. I loved that. that, Did you guys already talk about that? We did not talk about that. She's um, kind of doing her kind of confessional as she's driving. Yes. And they finally... There's so many diverse people. There's so many people in the LGBT mm-hmm. family in um, on that team. And it's kind of random because they're in the middle of nowhere. Texas. And then she even says, she's like, I lean conservative. She leans conservative. And yet she's like, 
um, she's like, I had a long conversation with, with my, my pastor, pastor, many conversations with my pastor, you know, about it, talking about, you know, being gay. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and she's just like, don't come for my boys. She goes, those are my boys. Yeah. Don't come for them. That's powerful. And yeah. of all, and I was thinking of all the times I've seen people put gay people down all the times in my yeah, life. Yeah. And she's sitting there and she's like, don't you dare. And it was like, all right. And she has power in that situation where everyone in this community respects her. Yep. Now, like the whole country and yep. slash world knows about her. Mm-hmm. It's like she like kind of used to that in a very smart way, where yeah. she was like, "You guys, this is like not the way, the right way to go about this." Yeah, um, I, I loved it. Oh my you, god, you, I'm you, so glad. You gotta watch it. It's, I gotta watch it. I gotta get over myself and watch it. You gotta get over I, yourself. I do this weird thing where when everyone says they love something, it takes me months. <gasps> Parasite. I didn't watch Parasite until last week. Oh my god. And then, was, I, and then he was it's obsessed so with incredible. It. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's amazing. I just, I just something happens to me where I'm like, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. And then I see these weird things that no, everyone kind of likes, like three times. Like I saw, I saw. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Bombshell three times, and what? I saw Knives Out three times. Knives Out was saw, good. I saw Little Women three times. These are I all these like are all good things. Yeah. But it's like my thing is like I find something I like and I watch and listen to it repeatedly. Yeah, and like don't a, do I'm anything obsessive. else. Yeah, like when there's an, a new album that comes out, I'll listen to the single and only that. Like I'm afraid to listen yeah. to the rest of the album. Uh-huh. It's boy. really weird. It's a sick disease. Sick disease. But you just you are like that type. You're obsessive and you just love what you love. I'm, I'm just like that type. I'm obsessive <laughs> and I love what. I love. You're focused, and, and I'm focused, and I'm and I'm I I I, I and I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Side note about Paris: I just mention my breakup for the third time in the podcast. <laughs> it's actually I, four. Is it's it a sick disease? Uh, <laughs> I'm no, keep going. No, yeah. I would the most disturbing things would soothe me because I was in that like, movie. Yeah, I could, well, it, just during that time in my yeah, life because yeah, oh. it came out when I was like. So Honestly, I, all I could do oh was God. sit there. And I was like, I was just like, felt like I had been hit, oh been hit by God. a bus. Yeah. I was like, break it's down. Like, it's grieving. It, it's it's yeah. horrible physical and, experience. And and it was funny too, just to, to like show that I I went to um, Joshua Tree to try to like mm-hmm. shake the experience, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I'm starting over. And I found myself at a pizza place talking to two women I didn't know about my breakup, and they just <laughs> listened. They were so sweet. Oh. And then the woman's like, you know, I know what you're going through because when I I had a cancer last year and I was in the military and I actually lost my job. And it was really hard because <laughs> during it, it all culminated in a breakup. So I was losing my house and she's, and she's not trying to make me no, feel bad. She's, not. she's trying to connect. And I'm like, I'm talking about an open relationship that was on the rocks ending. And I'm like, this changed me forever. And she casually mentions her cancer and her and everything. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. I've been talking your ear off for 30 minutes about this breakup and you went through so much and she's like no but pain is pain and it's wow. and it was and it then was she was like point. but also i drowned last year <laughs> 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 i forgot to say oh my god oh my god pain is pain anyways i saw parasite when i was really like depressed and i found it comforting that's yeah, so yeah. Funny. that movie gets it's a great oh, movie. really tough to watch at the end like like in terms of like what happens to yeah that. it's brilliant brilliant okay. amazing i think it's time for i don't think so honey. it's actually oh time god. so this is I, i've actually been f- afraid of this why? don't be Wing it, yeah, wing you it. Wing we're, it. We're, we're gonna wing it right we're, now. We're, we're wingers. Um, so Matt, always. tell everyone what I don't think so, honey is. Well, just in case you didn't know what I don't think so, honey is. 
is, I'll tell you what it is now, which is our one-minute segment where we take a minute to rant to get something in pop culture that is kind of like making us feel, mm, I don't know, not so good. No. And we want to talk about it in a negative way, but cathartic way for yes. a minute. Yes. And we do that energetically. Energetically. Do you have something? I have something. I do have something. Do Insider, can you also talk about something not? Yes. Because like, yes. I remember, It's okay. anything in yep. like culture. Okay. And your, um, and your world. And or your anything life. in the world. I mean, you'll hear ours and you'll be okay. like, okay, that's a yeah. free for all. Very silly. Okay. So you want to go first? Yes. This is Matt Rogers. I don't think Sony's time starts now. I don't think so, honey. Quibby doubters. Uh. Okay, honey. I know you like to make your jokes. I know some people out there like to make jokes. Uh. But my my thing right now is that I have a show on Quibi and you all have to download it or I'm going to be mad. Mm. And I think you should doubt it. Because you should not doubt it. <laughs> oh. No, I think you should not doubt slip it. You should download it because there's going to be good shit on it. Like Game Show, my mm. show with Dave Mazzoni, mm-hmm. which is launching with Quibi on April 6th and has lots of amazing guest stars like Bowen Yang. I think there's also going to be lots of good shit on there like Chrissy Teigen's show, Chrissy's Court. Lots of good shit on there like Steven Spielberg has a thing that's coming out and you should just look at the roster of talent involved seconds. and you'll like it quibby doubters i don't want to hear any more jokes about quibby because it's important to me that it goes well <laughs> however i do understand Five that seconds. tweeting jokes also gets the name quibby in everyone's mind yes. so continue to tweet continue to talk talk your talk do your thing sh- sh- but you can never book my shine and that's one minute Woo! there yes. you go Triumphant. and with a david mazzoni shout out yeah david mazzoni shout out and you know Dave from the diversity from show. Diversity yeah. showcase. He's so funny. Angel. Oh my God. He, he described. He his, loves you. He described it that he had the Amorosa storyline. Yes. He, he said he had the Amorosa storyline of CBS Diversity Showcase, that and that he wasn't there, but had like a when he would come in, he felt like sh- like no one liked him <laughs> because he was working on game show, and like he would have to miss a lot of rehearsals, and so he had he was like a shady character oh. in the beginning, and then was beloved by the end. Was, wow, yeah. that we love that. That's such a good arc. <laughs> I it's love a that. good art. redemption. He loves you. Oh, I think he's really funny. Yeah, he, he's he, I, he he said, you know who gets it? Jimmy Fallon. I'm like, he does oh, get it. Absolutely. And, and then I said, we had a lunch, <laughs> and he heard about the lunch. and not Aladdin. You did and not I, reveal. I just, well, the thing is, like, Aladdin was so boring that I blocked it out. I yeah. think, I'm sorry, Aladdin. That's I like, remembered it. it doesn't yeah, stick. it doesn't stick. Okay, <laughs> I will not remain speechless. Um, Bowen Yang. Oh yeah. Here's the thing about you. Mm-hmm. It's your I don't think so, honey. On this, the episode with Jimmy Fallon. Okay, and your time starts now. I don't think so, honey. Cool party hotels, like make hotels <laughs> what they're supposed to be, which is where people go to sleep at night and not have a pool situation or yeah. a roof situation. Stop trying to make hotels cool. Yeah, you can't. They're not. <laughs> I remember when hotels, the pinnacle of hotels, were damn Best Westerns, Hiltons, and you got what you paid for. No. <laughs> No frills, no muss, no fuss. Okay, Ooh. and now, now you got your standards and your gans of thirty seconds. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. If you throw a party at a hotel, I will lose respect for you, darling. And you better throw your birthday party at a bowling alley. Bring me back to the days <laughs> yes. of modest birthday parties without having some like dimly seconds. lit bar with fucking rat rattan and wicker <laughs> bullshit all around. Let's go back to basics. You got to go to Five a, a site-specific birthday party that is not a hotel because who are you fooling? No one's sleeping there. No one's drinking there. It's 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 it's, it's in between worlds. And that's one minute. And I'm, I'm actually oh very God. happy about that. that. Yeah, like these really cool hotels. Like, you know Yotel in, in, yes. like, in like New York? Like, are these psycho hotels? I'm like, this is... 
kind of amazing, but it's it, sad. I, I feel it's like pathetic. I can't touch anything. It's just also weird, and it's like, what? Where did these people come from? I also want to say, no frills, no must, no, no fuss. fuss. <laughs> That's actually rule of culture number twenty-five. Twenty-five. No, no frills, frills, no, no must, no, no fuss. And my favorite birthday I ever had was at a roller skating rink, and I think the community should do that more. Let's do that more. There is a roller. Have you ever been to Moonlight my boyfriend and Derby? Brendan? They go a lot. The, the LA so gays are very good at the roller skating culture. Where yeah. Where is it? Can you plug it's in it? Glendale. It's yeah. in Glendale. It's in Glendale. I think it's called Moonlight Roller Derby. Yeah, it's so Love fun. They that. actually even have a gay night. Fun. Isn't we should so go. Cool? We should go. We should go. Wednesday. Okay, it, it's Wednesdays, right? It's happening. Okay, next time you next come, time I'm, next time I'm here on Wednesday, right. and then but and in we'll New York talk. over the summers, people in Prospect Park, gay nights, and skating. Josh Sharp and I went to a Beyonce night last year in, in Prospect Park. All the gays were out. It was so fun. I was that like, is great. so fun. Everyone knows how to roller skate. Well, I blade. I I was a blader as a kid. Yeah, I'm, I was a big you know? blader. That was Are me. You a skater? I was walking. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I yeah. was walking. Good enough. Yeah, I could never figure out like. Uh, skateboards either I I just like, oh yeah not it's do terrifying. It. I tried to skateboard in college like at the you know and that's yeah you're, you've you're, passed, it's passed your mind, mind. No, yeah, yeah, I yeah. wiped out pretty bad and I was yeah. like I'm done yeah no Who I mean cares? it's not for us yeah it's not, it's it's not actually, skateboards us. are straight culture it's actually roller culture number twenty one skateboards are straight skateboards skateboards, skateboards are, are straight culture, culture. Yeah, they should be called straightboards straight okay boards. now okay. I think it's time for Jimmy Fallon's I don't think so honey and it actually is time and Jimmy your time starts now. I don't think so, honey. My sister who forgot my grandma died twice. No. Honey, I told you about her passing oh my God. over the phone no. on Christmas. Fuck. Okay? You cried on the phone. Of course, it was a sad day. Six months later, when we grabbed lunch in L.A. with our aunt, you said, I really miss Mark. I want to meet his kids. I miss Grandma Fowley. <laughs> to which we said, she passed. And, she, and you said, no one told me. And I said, I told you. <laughs> Six months after that, um, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, Christmas card with $20 from Grandma Fowley was circulated to you from Dad saying, this is obviously the last card seconds. from Grandma Fowley. And you, you called me and said, well, that was kind of shady that Dad said that because it's implying that she may die soon. And I said, oh, honey, she died. This is truly the third time I've told you. You need to remember this stuff. You are a drug addict. I love you. Honey, that's, no. That's what it is. You are a drug addict. I love you. Honey, no. no. Wait a minute. 80. It's true. You, you are, are a drug, drug addict. addict. I, I love, love you, honey. honey. No. Wait a minute. On Christmas Day. Oh my god, that she's an icon. You told her on Christmas Day that she had passed away. I told it was it was a few days, I think, before or after Christmas. I was home. Yes. And she was she was away. She was back in LA. Cause you uh, have a fucking holiday yeah. anchoring the damn <sighs> yep. memory of oh, Grandma Fowley it, passed away. It was haunting. Like I was <laughs> like, this is scary. <laughs> Because it really was me each time saying, and she said, no one told me. Uh, wait, the, my favorite part is the third time where she received a card. And That's she rude. Said, and, he, and, and the dad said, this is obviously the last card from Grandma Fowley. And she said, it's actually shady that he's implying <laughs> yeah. she might I, I, I was, She's been dead for I a calendar year. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> She's like, she's like, obviously implying that she's going to die soon. Like, like, she's so righteous and like. Yeah. And she's like, come on to this theory that I have. Why would that, he like, imply Dad's this? Christina Fowley. Christina. Oh my God. You are out of your goddamn mind. Listen to this. I don't even think you get reception to podcasts at your house. Why would he imply this? 
That's so funny. Oh my that god. That is so good. Grandma Fowley. Oh no. Well, rest, rest in, in peace. peace. Rest in peace. And we respect and we love and, and we, we remember. Love Grandma Fowley. And um, good, oh, she never. My grandparents never sent money. I know. Yeah, that's. <laughs> but they, but they were much. in a different country. Yeah. yeah. Actually, no. They they gave me plenty of money. Just Chinese New Year in the red envelopes they gave me. Oh, that's nice. Well, there you go. Um, this was a fantastic episode. Wow, Thank you guys I mean, for we had me. the best time. I love you guys. You are out of control. <gasps> Hilarious, spelled however you want to. H e l a r e o s. You really do, and like your friend, like uh, not to be too corny, but like oh, your no. friendship, your back and oh, forth, like it's Jimmy. just it's awesome. And Thank I, you, I babe. love that you guys do what you do. I'm such a huge fan of you guys. We've, we've been have... we, we've been admiring and loving you from mm. afar for the yeah. longest time. You truly are. Are just icon. the funniest. Yeah. I, I feel like um, we never really got to like meet and hang out because of being in different cities. Yeah. But I'm so excited we're in the same city now, and I wish we would hang out more. Let's we do have it. to. Okay, yeah. you hear it here. I'm. You heard it here right now. It's and actually, soon. if you don't see me and Jimmy out hang out together, just know that um, guilt us, guilt us, yes. or just know that intense drama happened right after we wrapped. <gasps> And that, and actually, if you ask me about it, I'll tell you. Yes, Matt will yeah. give you. Everything. I will spill all the tea. Come on. Um, um, but for now, until then, we do end every um, episode with a song, and that song is. Drop everything now. Need me in the pouring rain. Kiss me on the sidewalk. Take away the pain. Cause I see sparks fly. If ever you stop. Remember when I, I, I just said, and I see sparks fly? I said, I feel <laughs> sparks fly. Hey guys, I feel. I feed Sparks Five. We love you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> hey guys, it's me, Matt Rogers, again. Just wondering if you've pre-ordered Quibi yet. Um, just as a little reminder, Game Show, my show that I created with Dave Mazzoni, is premiering on April 6th on Quibi. Two straight men competing on each episode to be called gay as fuck and earn the title of queen of the straights who will win what are the shenanigans we put them through does anything that happens matter all these questions and more answered only on game show on quibi april 6th and the day free trial do it there's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes... Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from The Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. 
And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.